Welcome to the Becoming Bedrock Podcast. I'm Adrian Del Monte, father, husband, educator, and coach. On this show, we equip fathers with the daily disciplines and the rock-solid mindset to forge a lasting legacy of fitness, family, and faith. Welcome. I'm grateful you're here. Welcome back to Becoming Bedrock. I am your host, Adrian Del Monte. So grateful that you are here. This is the Weekend Playbook. And what we're going to be doing on these very quick Friday episodes is really trying to go really specific with a concept that was maybe introduced in our longer episode earlier in the week on our Monday or our Tuesday episode. Typically, those conversations are deep and sometimes they're hard to like apply and think like, how do I use that? How do I really apply that? And so that's what we want this to be, a playbook that you can implement immediately. We love Dr. Meg Meeker's idea where she talks about dads doing best when they focus on what's in front of them. Just focus on running that play and the big picture or the game is going to take care of itself. And so this is our first weekend playbook. I hope it is highly tactical. I'm taking or I'm I'm expanding on an idea that came from my conversation with Chris Rodak, which aired earlier in the week. And he talked about the idea of resistance training. Now, obviously, we were referring to fitness, but I pushed him a bit on how do we experience resistance training at the playground? How do we experience resistance training at the dinner table? And when we experience resistance training or doing things that make us a little bit uncomfortable, we continue to grow. And so I want to dig in to this conversation specifically on the dinner table. How can we sort of optimize our dinner table? And again, the resistance train, this might be new. It might be something that makes you a little uncomfortable. And I promise you, some of the ideas I'll present, I think they are highly practical. The first time, they will feel a little awkward. I mean, that's the same as anything. The first time you went to the gym and wore gym clothes or you know, followed a workout plan, it all felt awkward looking in the mirror. But over time, it becomes more comfortable and you see big results. And so Chris's idea is that fathers ought to lead at the dinner table. Fathers should be warm. They should be welcoming. They should bring life. The dinner table, or if you can't do dinner as a family, maybe it's the breakfast table. right? But there's a time when the family comes together and we we experience shared values. We bring, we come together as a community. We sort of say, this is our unit. This is us. And for many families, it's usually around the table. There's food involved. And so I want to give you four quick tips on how you can sort of lead at your dinner table so that it does become a hub for the whole family. Okay, number one, I recommend a prefixed menu. One of the things that kills time around the dinner table is when the kids complain about the food. And so a prefixed menu, number one, it makes shopping a lot easier because you know the things that you're going to need to have in your pantry or in your refrigerator, really does minimize complaints. So in our house, we have four uh, prefixed menus or four prefixed days. Uh, We have soup on Sundays. We have meatless Mondays. It's usually falafels. We have taco Tuesdays. We do copy LeBron James. And Friday night is always homemade Friday night pizza night. It's Friday night pizza night, Friday night family night. That's a big one for us, huge. Right now I'm on a huge cut, so I cannot partake in the pizza, but it's still, that's that's a huge one for us. And so those nights, the soup, 
the falafels on Monday, the tacos on Tuesday, the pizza on Friday. We minimize complaints because the kids know what's expecting. Number two, optimizing your dinner table. Give everyone a job. For my boys, they have to clear the table and they have to set the table. Those are their jobs. It's even broken down. My youngest son does cutlery. My middle son does uh, plates and my oldest son does cups and drinks. And so they even know specifically what their roles are within it. Um, My wife does do most of the cooking. Um, She does do that based on a menu that we create together as a family on our Sunday family meeting. That's for another conversation. And I'm on cleanup. I'm the cleanup man. Something else that has optimized our dinner table is we do pause just before and uh, offer a word of prayer. We do hold hands. My wife and I, um, and again for another podcast, believe that we experience God or we experience gratitude uh, through touch. And so that moment when we sort of ground each other and hold each other's hands and, you know, we do ask the kids not to be silly or like squeeze their hands harder, stuff like that. It does ground us in, in, um, in our gratefulness. And then the final thing, and this might be something that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it feels awkward. I don't know if we would do that. It's too forced. But I like Chris, Chris's idea of, of the father bringing life. And the father can bring life by initiating conversation. Chris talked about playing a game of would you rather. Right? Would you rather go to outer space or swim to the bottom of the ocean? You can generate some or, or just search them in advance, like 20 great would you rathers. Uh, our go-to is a game called Roses and Thorns. Everybody around the table shares a rose, their highlight of the day, a thorn, their low light, and a rainbow. A rainbow is something you're looking forward to later in the day. Uh, one rule on roses and thorns, another person at the table cannot be your thorn. <laughs> so my son can't say uh, his brother was his thorn today. That is the only rule. Um, you know, another game that might initiate um, a conversation is, is uh, we call it the mystery jar. And my sons, they just, you know, they find a bunch of icebreaker type questions on the internet and they chop them up and put them in this jar. And then we pull one out a night, whatever the question is, you know, it might be, uh, if you could spend the night at school with one friend, who would it be, right? And so we just have all these questions. And what's your favorite, you know, city that we've visited before? And I think these these conversation topics they they bring life to the table. Otherwise, you know, the kids fight, right? You you, you go into these like old patterns if you don't disrupt them with something planned. Final thought that I will offer to optimize your dinner table is remember that the dinner table is training camp right? Initially, the time around the table might suck. It might be awkward. You might plan something and the kids might hate it. It might just go terribly. That's okay. We're super consistent at the dinner table and sometimes they still go terribly. Just remember, dinner table is like a training camp. You're preparing the kids for what conversation and laughter and listening looks like. So when you're out at a restaurant or at your in-laws, they know what's up. All right, that is it. That is your weekend playbook. If you already do family dinners, I hope this might be of enhancement. If it's something you've been meaning to try, you know, go for it. If you would like our full chapter from the uh, second bedrock journal on optimizing family dinners, just head over to Instagram, uh, at men of bedrock and, and, and DM me the word dinner. If you DM me the word dinner, I'll send you the whole chapter. I just don't have a direct link, but I can, I can text it to you that way. Um, uh, through, through the Instagram DM. So if you'd like the whole chapter to hit me with the word dinner and I'll send it right over. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed this quick episode. Uh, if you have other, uh, questions about, uh, plays that you've been meaning to run in your own home, again, please find me on Instagram at men of bedrock. And I would love 
to run uh, similarly short episodes that can equip you. I hope to see you on Tuesday. On Tuesday, I am holding our episode until Tuesday, until after New Year's. And I've got Cody Bobe on. This is a fantastic conversation. We are going to talk about how faith, fitness, and the movie industry collide. See you then.